The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, it's another Sunday night in quarantine. <laughs> I feel like I've been saying that for three months. Because I have. We are still doing the show remotely. But you know what's interesting? We don't seem to run out of Canadian comics and American comics working on new stuff, flocking to online platforms, dropping new albums. And tonight is no different. We got three of our favorites on the show. We got new albums happening. We got a new live streaming show happening on Zoom. Comedy continues to grow and thrive. We're going to find out more about what's going on right now in Canadian comedy. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And it is, of course, month, uh, I don't even know anymore, like month two and a half, maybe month three of uh, quarantine. And good luck keeping people social distancing now that it's finally springtime slash summer here in Toronto. But uh, we're, we're doing our best. We're still recording remotely. I've got my producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, we just rocketed right into summer. I mean, I was wearing a toque uh, last week and all of a sudden, boom. It is is crazy. Like, I I was talking to family back home up in Thunder Bay, which, as we know, is part of the great state of Alaska. And uh, they've been having summer way, way earlier than us. So it's and actually been so this week, now that the good weather has come out in Toronto and I know you've been doing your like power walks all over the city. Yeah, don't keep at it. Just keep it tight eh? during COVID. Just so you can. Sure, you know, I get up dinner. early. I avoid the crowds. Not like the crowd that was this past weekend or last weekend. <laughs> You'll be ready for the dating scene once this is over. Is what you're trying to do? God, I mean, did you see the fiasco at Trinity Bellwoods? I was gonna say, at least you didn't walk over there. So for our listeners at home, and in case you've been li- living under a rock with earplugs in your ears uh, and, and your eyes closed, but th- this past weekend at Trinity Bellwoods, the nice weather hit finally. You can't keep the hipsters away. There was like 600 people park drinking, which, I mean, that's people are going to do that at Bellwoods here in Toronto no matter what. But there was a news clip, Vince, uh, that went that went viral. Uh, <laughs> this, so this girl, she Bellwood had... Bellwoods Kiss, they called it. The Bellwoods Kiss. So this girl, she had a small dog, like Paris Hilton style and everything. Uh, and she's talking to this CTV reporter. And out of nowhere, this dude comes up and just grabs her and just starts making out with her. And which in the course, moment, maybe you could see it as romantic, but everybody watching was just like, ugh. well, and here's the, like, there's so many layers to how dumb this whole thing was. Like the, the thing that happened itself was dumb. The reaction to it was dumb. 
Of course, you had everybody blowing up on Twitter. All of the the, the virtue signalers swooped in, going, "That's assault! That's assault!" Which, okay, I guess so because you know this isn't a 1940s rom com anymore. You can't just go up and randomly make out with somebody, but you definitely can't go up and randomly make out with somebody during a global pandemic that spreads yeah, that way. That's, that's, that's for sure. The last thing we have to mention: there's a pandemic that is uh, <laughs> yeah. social distancing, and they're enforcing all these laws. But why not? The best part was the reporter after he goes, oh, my God, are you OK? Did you know that guy? And she goes, no, but he's so hot, though. <laughs> but once again, the comedy scene jumps on quick. Last week's guest, Rodrigo Fernando Stoll. Yeah, uh, him and Gwen Phillips with another hot that sketch. That's right. Yeah. Um, in fact, I saw I saw Rodrigo and Gwen Phillips's sketch about the the quote-unquote Bellwood kiss before I even knew what the Bellwood kiss was. Oh. Um, they were on it, like, right away. I don't even know how they got out and shot that thing, but they were on it, like, instantly, and then I found out about it. Uh, the best part was, though, the girl said, yeah, it's fine, because he's super hot. <laughs> yeah, well, then, you know, throw humanity out the window, I guess, then, eh? No need for yeah. it. But you know what? You know what, though, Vince? Everybody was so angry and everybody was blowing up with their reactions on Twitter and, you know, virtue signaling and blah, blah, because everybody's a hero from their computer screen, as we know. We did that before COVID. But I, my reaction to this was I felt like I'm just glad those two found each other, you know? <laughs> like, can we just get all the hot, dumb people just together? Let's do some sort of, like, Bellwoods wedding ceremony where they have to lock their septum piercings together and just take them out of the equation for the rest of us. I'm glad that they found each other. That's what I thought, right. you know? And uh, we got a brand new set of uh, comics for this week's show, so let's see what they get up to. We do. So we have uh, brand new albums, more comedy albums to plug, and uh, also a new, brand new Zoom show from another comic who's who's like an old school working touring comic that most of our listeners and most, most people in Canada will know. And we got comedian Chris Robinson here in Toronto on the line with a brand new album called Gut Bust. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Dean. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. So before we get into like what this new album is all about, before we, yeah. we go, to, go to break here, what the hell are you up to during all this like craziness where you can't go out and be on stage and you can't do comedy right now? Oh man. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's been trying a little bit, but I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been working on my um my my left hand in basketball. Been been trying to work my left hand a bit. Um yeah, been uh playing lots of sports with my son. I got a 3-year-old at home. So yeah, that's right. You know, I wish I could be sleeping in, but this this kid wakes up at like 6:45 with nowhere to go. I'm like, "What are you doing? Are you like <laughs> Are you an 80-year-old man? Why are you up so early?" <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm basically just like staying up late waking up early i i literally have less sleep than when i had to go to work which is ridiculous but got it but uh but it's fun i mean i'm just chilling having fun blazing when my kid's not looking you know how it is yeah there you go it's a normal <laughs> thing now my brother does that too with my nephews like i i was like uh facetiming them and my nephew picks up my brother's bag of weed and he's like you forgot your weed dad but it's like no it's, it's okay now <laughs> You know, when I was a kid, yeah, I know, like, you know, your parents would like hide it from you. And then if you found it, they would tell you they had glaucoma or something. Right. Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I know. I try. I still like try and hide it, but he's he's getting smart. So, like, 
I'll go outside and I'll like hit the pipe and then I'll come back in. And they'll be like, why did it take you so long to throw out the garbage? And I'm like, uh, I, uh, I, I, I was talking to the neighbor. And he's like, why does it smell like smoke? I'm like, uh, it's the neighbors. The neighbors are smoking. Parenting I, I feel like a teenager again, like trying to hide it from my parents. <laughs> yeah, but you're an old pro though. Like I can't, I can't even, I can't even get, can go to the corner store for a bag of milk. I get too like in my own head. I get too paranoid. So I don't know. <laughs> you know what you're doing though, man. We're gonna come back and break. We're gonna find out uh, what this new album is all about and what you're working on right now. Uh, we're gonna come Sounds back good. with more Chris Robinson right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi. My name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. I know my producer Vince is on the line. We got some new taglines for our friends at Hakeem later on. But right now... We got Chris Robinson on the line, and he's got a brand new album dropping tonight, this Sunday night, called Gut Butter. So, Chris, uh, before the break, you were telling us a little bit of what you've been getting up to during COVID. Mm-hmm. Obviously, nobody could be on stage right now. Everybody's kind yep. of dying to get back out there. Uh, before we get into what what sort of you're working on right now, what's a little bit of what this new album's all about, man? Um, so this new album, it's um, it's basically just. Uh, an amalgamation of my my favorite jokes over the past couple of years. Um, it's uh, it really speaks to my my style because I'm kind of like I don't know like most people I'm I'm a complex individual you know I'm a, I'm <laughs> yeah. a dad I'm a dad now but before I was a dad I was also a very nasty comic so it's a <laughs> it's a bit of both <laughs> you know it's like you got those those nasty sex jokes and you got those like midlife uh, crazy family jokes and, you know, just all over the map. So it's a big, big mashup of, of what life is like for me. And, well, uh, yeah, it's sick. yeah, I just try and go hard. You know, I'm like, uh, we recorded at the corner comedy club. So it's nice. It's tight. The laughs sound great. The crowds were great. I'm, uh, I'm pumped to get it out, man. Yeah. Cause I think like the corner is the closest thing that we have here in Toronto to like, you know, really one of those like tried and true New York, style clubs right where it's like you're right in there with the audience there's like 40 people in the room max you're yeah, back in yeah, there with them close it's raw they really don't believe in filtering anything that happens on that stage it really has that sort of new york feel to it yeah, that's what, oh, I, yeah. that's what i was curious too about this new album for me because i mean you know i i landed in this city 10 years ago now and i remember you know back in the day it was sort of like this sort of new sweep of, of like upcoming comics and like this huge boom of indie shows and the weed rooms were blowing up then. And it was mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of comics, like newer comics at the time, you were one of them at the forefront playing in rooms like, you know, the I Heart joke shows that were going on over at the central, which is closed down now, all the weed. Rooms oh yeah. Happening. For you. I mean, how much has, cause you were saying before the break, of course you got a three-year-old at home. Now you're at home with the family. Like, how much has being a dad changed your style of stand-up? Like, how much has that gone into your writing? Well, it actually is like, you know, at first I kind of was like, you know, maybe I should just do clean stuff because I don't know if I want 
my son to, you know, find clips of me talking about banging his mom online and stuff. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but then, but then I was like, I don't know, like, that's, I don't know. That's who I am though. You know? So it's kind of like, I feel like I kind of, it was a weird transitional period, but in the end, I've, I found a way to, to mix it both where I can still be crude or, or crass, but the way I am, I kind of deliver it in a innocent way. So I feel like I can get away with it. Yeah. So, so I, it, it's changed a little bit, but, um, but it's still, it's still, I'm still pretty raw, still pretty nasty. I mean, like even stuff that my kid says to me, like the other day we're at the park and he's just started yelling, uh, I was like, I can't throw the ball like that far, Carter. And he's like, is it because you have a small penis? I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Who taught you that? I'm like, did... And then I start getting self-conscious. I'm like, did mama say that to you? I'm like, what? <laughs> but, uh, so it's like my life just, it, it can't, my my life is, is nasty and crude for some reason. <laughs> no matter well, you what. You have that. I feel like you have that balance too, because yeah, you were always one of those dudes who, you know, you'd see you backstage at a show or waiting to go up on stage and you'd go up and you'd just like rip on all this stuff and you'd sort of, yeah, you could talk about the nastiest stuff. You'd sort of have no filter, obviously as a comic, but then off stage, you always had this sort of like old school work ethic, which is going to sound lame, but it's true. Like you were like, just like, super polite to everybody you showed up you did your time you liked working with everybody like you always you were one of those comics who from the very beginning treated it like a job because you wanted it to eventually be your job which of course now it is you know yeah exactly and like that's something that you know i've learned growing up because i grew up a jehovah's witness so like i know like i was just taught to be nice and like polite to everybody and that's i like treating people like that you know so and then I can separate it too. So it's weird sometimes like when people would come up and they'll talk to me and they'll be like, Oh, I didn't expect you to be this nice. Or like, I thought you were more whatever. And it's like, yeah, on stage that's me, but it's like, it's part of me. It's not the entire me. It's like, that's me being funny, but me off stage where I'm just like chilling. Yeah. I'm, I'm a nice guy and stuff. Yeah. You can flip that thing on. Like, that's just like, I think everybody in comedy, once you figure out where your voice is, like you're able to sort of like tap into that thing where you're just like, sort of an extreme version of yourself up there exactly and i feel like you also come from that you know there's guys like you paul thompson mike rita like all these comics who sort of were part of this new wave like 10 years ago let's say so obviously you guys have been around for a while but you guys were sort of that last generation of the old school stuff of going to shows and meeting the book or meeting the producer before you ask them when you can get on stage going and actually 100%. watching every comic, Oh my God. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I Sometimes guess. people, people, the disrespect nowadays, people just are expected to, uh, to get stage time. People feel like they're owed stage time. It's like, no man, you gotta, you gotta show respect first. Totally. I think you got to put in your dues and just go and, and watch other comics, like learn from, learn from the people you're going to be going up on stage after watch the headliners and all that stuff. I sound like an old, like get off my lawn, old man right now, but it's so true. Uh, but anyways, gut Bussa, So that drops tonight, this Sunday. Uh, where can we find that album, Chris? You can find it on iTunes, Spotify. You can get it um, basically any, media platform if you can't find it on any of those media platforms you can just call me personally or send me an email and i'll drive to you directly and drop it off and uh yeah that's it man everywhere anywhere you can go. go 
people need comedy to listen to right now during COVID. Chris Robinson, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, man. Had a blast. As soon as the apocalypse is over and we are allowed back in our studio, we'll have to get you back in studio. Tell us more about this album and what you're working on. And you're one of those comics that we can't wait to actually see back out on stage doing what you do, hopefully sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, play more basketball with your son. Hopefully (laughs) he doesn't tell you you have a small dick anymore time. <laughs> and hopefully we can see you on stage soon man we'll get everybody listening to that album thank you so much buddy stay safe thank you man take care guys hi this is fiona o'brien and i'm in quarantine in my bed listening to inside joe Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, thanks again to Chris Robinson. Don't forget to grab his new album, Gut Fassa, available on all the platforms. But now we got an old friend of the show. Uh, we haven't had him on since last Christmas. And of course, the radio, the, the world has turned completely upside down since then. Oh, so we're much like, has changed. <laughs> we're like three months into the apocalypse now, uh, but he's still working. He's still doing new stuff. We got John Paul on the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Merry COVID, everyone. Merry COVID, <laughs> John Paul. <laughs> and we had so tonight actually you're doing so you're doing this new Zoom live show called the Minority Report. That is correct. That is so correct. what is what's a little bit of what this whole before we get into like because there's a lot of comics like you who have been around for a long time working, clubbing, touring, festival comics who are jumping onto these online platforms, especially right now, of course, when there is no stage time. Uh, But before we get into all that, what's a little bit of what the Minority Report is all about, man? Well, I'll actually even uh, go a little uh, one step back behind um, how it it started. So basically, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, comics are pretty social creatures, you know, and, and we like to see each other, even though we may socialize in between shows you know, walking through a club, you know, one of the hangouts. So uh, a few of us were missing each other's just, just energy because it's, it's, it's just a different energy with comedians, right? And totally. um, so, so we got onto a Zoom meeting and we spent a couple hours just laughing and, and having such a good time that we were like, hey, why don't we kind of try to turn this into a weekly, a weekly show where we take, you know, segments and, and, and bits from the news and, and come up with our own little segments just so that we can kind of, one, keep exchanging energy, stay as sharp as best as possible. Because, I mean, we all know that it's it's not necessarily the same as performing live, but it's also better than not performing or, or doing anything at all. And, and that's that was the birth of the Minority Report, so. And for you, like, like, Last time we had you on the show, we were talking a little bit about, of course, Kenny Robinson's Nubian show, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, going into 26 years now. But back in the day, that just was, celebrated 25, yeah. Just celebrated 25 last season of it. So, like, back back in the day when that launched and for a long time afterwards, that really was the only platform for, like, newer comics of color to really get that stage time where they weren't just, you know, the token such and such on some, like, club night or something that was an actual platform for everybody for you you've been producing your own shows for a long time now when you're not doing the club gigs when you're not doing the corporates when you're not touring around you're also doing your side hustles where you're producing and promoting your own stuff in a way do you feel like it's sort of a torch is passed to you in a way where like you can have that same opportunity to give these platforms to new comics 
Uh, it's kind of funny you say that. So, um, obviously, over the pandemic, Kenny's Kenny's actual anniversary show would have been April 20, I want to say like the 28th or whatever that last Sunday was, um, the 26th. And so we had him on the Minority Report, not necessarily as, as an official celebration of the 25th anniversary, but we just thought it would be a nice a nice homage to, you know, to pay tribute to, to the Godfather that, that, that gave that pretty much gave all of us, you know, the opportunity and, and the stage time. And and he actually made mention that uh, that he was kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of uh, passing the torch on. And, and I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel responsible. Um, it's almost that old superhero, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I know what I've been able to do. And I've also seen some of the younger generation and the younger comics coming up um, from the from the ethnic and, and diversity, uh, diverse community. And I want to be someone that they can look up to, someone that they can feel is a mentor, someone that they can feel they can reach out to, ask any questions that they want um, to be able to help them get to where they want to go to. And not just as an, an ethnic comic or a comic of, of color, um, just as a comedian and, and, you know, how to navigate uh, this business, which can be crazy, as we all know. So that's pretty much all I'm trying to do, just trying to save the world one joke at a time. Which, by the way, and before, well, when we come back from break, I want to get into a little bit more of what this show and what you think of this platform. But good point there, talking, speaking to the industry. I mean, obviously, in your career so far, you've seen a lot of waves of comics come and go. You've seen a lot of changes and high points and low points in the industry. And we've been getting a lot of different points of view from comics during COVID because obviously no one has lived through something like this in general, <laughs> let alone in comedy. <laughs> you know? But for you, being sort of like a walking database of the experience that you have so far, do you have sort of a positive outlook on, yeah, we will come back from this, we will rebuild, live shows will happen again and all that stuff? Like, what's your viewpoint on all this? Um, to be honest with you, yes, I do. Um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm an eternal optimist, and that's my gift and my curse. Um, from the beginning of this, I said panic is not an option, and life is always a series of adjustments, and you just got to make those adjustments, you know, as accordingly as they go. Sometimes it's good things that happen, and sometimes it's bad things that happen. So if you don't learn anything coming out of this, then you wasted this crisis. You know, so and and that's what it is. You know, you got to step up or step out of the way of those who are trying to do. And I think we're going to be we're going to come back stronger and better. And the world's going to be looking to us to entertain them again with comedy, because that's what people are going to need. That laughter and that positive energy to keep them going through the recovery stage of what will come out of. Amen, man. I knew we could count on you for a pause. <laughs> we've had some we've had some <laughs> no, 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 sorry. the last few weeks. <laughs> I knew we could count on you for that viewpoint. Uh, we're going to come back with more Jean-Paul right here on Inside Joe. This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my... Uh, <laughs> still got my teeth. And uh, <laughs> my own teeth. And we're on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And, of course, thank you again to our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Vince Tedesco, my producer, is on the line. Before the break, 
John Paul was telling us about his new show, The Minority Report, which happens on Zoom, and 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 it's some very positive outlooks on this whole COVID thing for comedy, which I agree with you, John Paul. I think that's true. I think hopefully after this whole thing sort of slowly crawls back, and you know the clubs reopen and the bars reopen and all that stuff, and the theaters reopen. Hopefully people are just itching to get back out there and see some live comedy after three months of, you know, watching Craven Netflix specials and listening to podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But for you, the one thing I'm curious about, you know, we've been talking to a ton of comics. There was a lot of comics who, before all this quarantine stuff happened, that always sort of thumbed their noses at any of the social media platforms, any of the live comedy streaming stuff. And a lot of those people flocked to those platforms because they just had to get that material out there and, and had to retain a crowd. Were you reluctant at all to jump onto this zoom thing or was it a sort of comfortable fit for you? Uh, I will be absolutely transparent to say that uh, when this first hit, nobody knew how long the lockdown was going to be. And sure, I, yeah. I was adamant that I would not do online comedy because a lot of people who I like to call civilians uh, were like, you should do uh, comedy online because people need it and they need some laughs. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. The energy's not going to be the same. <laughs> we, we need energy back. Uh, and then the longer it went, what, what put things into perspective for me was when whenever I would go to the grocery and, and realize that there are people really putting their life on the line, you know, from grocery clerks to people who work at banks to the frontline workers, the nurses, the doctors, you know, everybody who's actually putting their real life on the line. And here I am complaining about staying safe in my own house and not sitting in front of a, uh, a camera because I'm worried about my ego. I'm like, hey, if we think we can help people by doing this, um, let's go for it. And and that's pretty much what changed my entire perspective on, on doing comedy uh, online. And um, to be honest with you, again, life is much, you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And uh, I am so glad that uh, I did embrace this because I'm actually working. I'm actually more busy now than I was when we weren't on lockdown, just because I've got the minority report. I've got a couple other shows that I'm doing online just to kind of stay busy, stay sharp and, and keep the mind working and keep the, the chops, you know, where they, where they need to be until we actually get let out to play. And you know what? I think that's such a great point, man, because I have to admit, I was sort of the same way when all of this kicked off, like even with the late shows, I thought I, I can't sit here and watch, you know, somebody do the tonight show or real time from their, from their living room and, and kitchen with no audience and kitchen and, you know, <laughs> and maybe so like, obviously it's a huge adjustment, but it's still comforting and refreshing to see that happen. Because imagine if we were in a place where just all of that stuff just went away and went on pause yeah. for three to six yeah. months. Right. They and I think avoid, sorry, go ahead. It, it totally is, and I think it speaks to you as a comic, and it's interesting because some of the people we've been talking to during this, guys like you, Angelo Sarukas, Frank Spadone, Massimo, like career comics who have been at this for a long time, you guys are the ones who are saying, nah, I'm busy. I'm I'm producing stuff. I'm cranking out content. It's, it's, it's the younger guys that are like, no, nothing's happening until I could go to those open mics again, <laughs> you know? But you know what I think? Uh, the, the younger comics or the younger generation also has that luxury because they're used to those those regular sound exchange checks. I, I would like yeah. to say 90-something-plus 90 percent of them have put out some kind of album, and they get these regular checks. So they're like, hey, we don't – 
we don't have to go anywhere. We can just stay and wait till it all opens back. Um, and again, that's fine. That's that's well within you know your your uh, you 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 know your you can do that if you want your prerogative. But you know, I I I'm just trying to, and I don't want to say I'm trying to stay relevant. As in, if I don't do this, people are going to forget me. I'm just trying to stay active and be who I was before I went into this. I mean, if, if people can survive, you know, comedy through a world war one, a world war two, and any other type of pandemic that has come before this, we'll be fine, man. I just, I just think uh, a lot of younger comics now have never really had to deal with, with any real type of hardships as far as, you know, having to go on the road crazy because they got these, these free checks coming in. They were getting CERB checks before uh, CERB checks were a thing. So, (laughs) that's totally true. And I think, you know, when this when this first kicked off, a lot of comics were sort of like, well, now I'm sort of stuck in this stasis where I'm not going out and living life and I'm not going out to the clubs. I'm not doing my usual routine. So I have nothing to write about, nothing to talk about. But I mean, when you step back from that a bit, that's the job itself is commenting on what exactly is happening in life. Well, now we have this huge, massive shared experience that you can go out and talk about whenever this does end, you know? And that is exactly what the Minority Report is. It is us talking about what is happening now from uh, a completely different perspective that uh, the Canadian entertainment industry has never really, you know, allowed. Like CBC doesn't have any, I mean, this is probably one of the most diverse shows. We have uh, Ron Jossel on this show, Filipino comic, Keith Pedro, Filipino comic, uh, Jamaican comics, uh, Keisha Brownie, Jane Martin, Patrick Hayes, Cedric Newman, Indian comic, uh, Crystal Ferrier. Uh, we've had a couple guests on the show from Cardinal Official. Kenny's been on the show. Trix has been on the show. Um, and we and we plan on having, you know, more, you know, comedians come in and join us every week to give their POV on what's going on. And that's ultimately what the Minority Report is, man. You just come get it, get get the news and, and the, the, the latest events from uh, a different perspective and uh, come and enjoy it. And, you know, your favorite quarantine comedy relief show. I love it, man. And I mean, what a collective of people. And I just want to say the list of names you were dropping there. Those are all comics that people should be watching online and looking up their stuff Agreed. and, you know, and going out to see when live shows do come back in. And one name there, especially Crystal Ferrier is a comic that unfortunately not a lot of people know about, but if you get to see her live is an absolute machine. One of my favorites, just an absolute and killer. she has been killing the minority report. Her segments are so creative and so funny uh she is she has become one of the favorites and everybody gets the shine we're like the raptors every every show somebody <laughs> different shows up you know what i mean sometimes it's the van vliet sometimes it's the siakams you know what i mean and that's how it's been on the show sometimes it's been crystal killing it it's been keith killing it me killing it jay martin ron jossel patrick Hayes, cedric newman uh you know everybody gets to step up and shine and that's what i love there's no ego and and we just again we're trying to save the world uh through this pandemic and we'll get through it we call ourselves the essential jokers man you know so we got essential workers we're the essential jokers so i i I love it man and and one of the things i've always respected the most about you is that you know you're you're one of those comics you've been at you've been at this for a long time you've got the rep you could easily be going out there and collecting the club checks and the corporate checks and all that stuff but you always have your side projects you're always producing and promoting other comics and just doing the projects you want to do and it's nice to see, even especially now during COVID. Uh, so check out the Minority Report. John Paul, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you guys for having me. And I want to wish everyone a merry COVID. And uh, <laughs> we'll all be fine. I'll see you when we get out of this. And I uh, can't wait to share a drink with you guys.
Yeah, buddy, we'll get you back in studio when the world comes back to normal. We'll talk to you soon. You and your family stay safe. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. I appreciate you guys. Yo, this is White Wine. Young Riesling. You're tuned in to AM640 Inside Jokes, Jokes. baby. Ha! Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Uh, Thank you again to Jean-Paul. Don't forget to check out the Minority Report. And right now, we've got comedian Nicholas Reynoldson on the line, and his new album, I'll Be Fine, is out now. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, enjoying the sunshine from my apartment. (laughs) This is what I wanted to ask you about, because, you know, we've been sort of checking in with comics, during this whole isolation thing, comics all over Canada, comics all over the U.S., and what exactly people are working on and keeping busy on. But we've been talking to a lot of people about writing during this because it's like it seems to be like two sides of the coin. There's a lot of those comics who most of their material comes from their family or from having kids or from being married or whatever their home situation is. So for them, they're locked into like a forced writing room right now where that material just keeps going Right. For you, are you sort of, like, now you've got this new album out, of course, but a, you can't go out on stage and work out new stuff. Do you feel like you're on pause right now, or do you still feel like you're, like, able to somehow crank out material or be productive right now? Um, it's a little bit of, I, I don't, I don't, I definitely am not being productive. I'm not going to lie to you <laughs> at all. I, I, there's no way I'm being productive in any, by any means. Um, but the the gears are still, the, the gears are still turning. Um, it helps I live with my girlfriend, so there, there is, you know, there's that kind of tango going on. So there's there's material being 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 saved in the safe for sure. What's your What's your whole take on this? I mean, we were talking to Jean Paul before the break. He he comfortably went over to doing a new show on Zoom. A lot of comics are doing these like online platforms right now. Uh, but a lot of people, before we ever knew what COVID was, a lot of people would have never in their life thought about doing that. Do you do you have that urge at all to just be like, well, I have to say something. I have to, like, reach out to some kind of an audience. Or are uh, you that, just waiting for the mics? I, I need uh, I mean, I have done a few, uh, a, few, a few Zoom shows. I got a few more coming up. And they're, you know what, they're... I talked a lot of smack about them. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is garbage. This is a, a weird narcissistic thing that we all have in us and we need to get out. And I, I did a couple and they were, you know, they were fun. I mean, the art, the soul isn't there. Do you know what I mean? There's no soul there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. It, it doesn't feel the same, but I guess, I guess it's a, it's a way to get some stuff off your chest. So I'm not hating. Well, and it's interesting, too, because when you do these live stream shows, and I mean, I know all of them are a little bit different, and some people are thriving on it, and some people are loving it, and then there's a lot of comics who are just doing it because they just, you know, they you have to go and work that stuff out somewhere. Right. But you get that live sort of response from people that can comment in real time. But one thing that nobody has told us yet is, I get, I mean, you can get heckled on there, but you can't really get heckled because you're not in the same room as anybody. Like it doesn't, it just sort of washes off. Right. Oh yeah. And you can just mute somebody, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty cool option where you can just turn off someone's whole face. That's a, that's a pretty good feature. I'm not going to lie. 
for you, it's like, I mean, obviously, you know, going out and hitting mics, that's like, especially just whatever random open mic. Sometimes you have a new five or a new chunk of material that you just, you literally just have to go out and spit it out somewhere. You just have to go and say it somewhere just to start sort of honing it. That's sort of the gym for comics. For right. you, I mean, do you think it's like, do you, do you see do you see people being able to jump right back into that? Or do you think things are going to sort of be a little bit like rusty and awkward for a while whenever things do come back again? Um, I, I, oh, it, it's for sure going to be rusty and awkward when we get back. Uh, it, we, none of us have done it for so long and we're going to be, we're going to be terrible. Um, but I don't <laughs> think we'll, it, I don't think it'll take too long to bounce back. You know, it's like anything. It's a, it's like riding a bike, man. It's, it's in there somewhere. It, uh, it'll be shaky at first, but we'll, we'll get back on the road. And it's maybe it's a little, I hate to say it, but I mean, and I'll give Jared Campbell credit because a few weeks ago he was on the show and he brought this up. But we do live in a city where there's like 8,000 open micers here. So maybe, I hate to say it, but maybe this is going to be like a little bit of the Spanish flu for comedy where it's going to A lot of people are going to realize, hey, man, uh, I got to go back to school or something. This is not a sustainable thing to do. I'm I'm, I'm for it, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's going to raise the forest a little bit and just, you know, it's going to just leave the sort of, the, I think it's going to leave the career comics. There's there's a lot of comics. You're, of course, one of them that, you know, you've been at this for a long time now. And you, a long time ago, you reach that certain point where it's like, well, okay, this isn't a hobby anymore. I know I'm good at this. I know I'm comfortable at this. What else would I do? Like, I mean, I think for you, I, I couldn't picture you doing anything else. This is just this is what you do. This is who you are. You know, absolutely. This is this is it, man. This it's going to be this or nothing. So right now it's nothing, <laughs> which is hilarious. The world, the universe called it. I'm like, yeah, how about nothing then? <laughs> all right, we're going to come back with more Nick Reynolds and find out what this new album "I'll Be Fine" is all about. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Globe News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Lewis Black, and you're listening to Inside Jokes, which is why it's funny, you idiot. <laughs> now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes in COVID right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast. Canada-wide and, in fact, North America-wide on the Global News Radio Network. We've got comedian Nick Reynoldson on the line with his brand-new album, I'll Be Fine, which uh, I don't know if any of us will be fine. Nick, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) That's the hope. That's why I put it out there, man. That's That's why you believe. That's why you floated it out there. I mean, it's almost like you waited for COVID to hit to drop this new album. <laughs> you pulled like an opposite Kenny Rogers. Kenny COVID hit and Kenny Rogers was like, nah, I'm out, you know? Oh yeah, man. I, I, actually caused this, I caused this whole thing just to, just to get people in the house to listen to my album. <laughs> it was all me. So for our listeners in Toronto, especially who haven't gotten to see you live before, hopefully most of them have, but who knows, but a little bit of uh, what exactly, what's this new album all about, man? Um, It's, it's my life's work is what it is. It's my adult <laughs> life's work. Uh, I've been working, uh, getting this album ready since I was about 20, you know, uh, a 20 year old, uh, dummy trying to figure it all out. And, uh, now I'm a 34 year old dummy and, uh, I was ready to, to get it out of my head. I think one of the, I mean, you know, we were talking to Jean Paul earlier in the show about how 
you know, there's a lot of comics who are going and doing this online stuff and finding new projects during COVID. And obviously everybody's collecting these government checks and living on the, you know, emergency relief money and all that stuff. But a huge part of the comedy industry is also, thankfully it got turned around last year, is, is also living off of like album residuals right now and downloads from the stuff they've put out. And I think it doesn't get mentioned often enough, but you are part of that collective comedy records that really was at the forefront of all of this. I mean, now the, I, I feel like the independent record labels have really changed the Canadian comedy industry. And now we've got like 604 is cranking out a ton of stuff. Uh, Alison Dore has uh, Roar, her record label. Uh, Tyler Morrison's doing com- uh, Cottage Country record label. But Comedy Records, you guys were really the first ones at the forefront. Before that, yeah. there was... And I mean, before you guys were doing that, there was really no steady source of income for Canadian comics. It was sort of try and get on the festivals, try and get signed by the clubs, try and save up some money, and then leave. And that was <laughs> it, you know? Absolutely. Oh, it 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 it, uh, it does feel it feels amazing. Um, Comedy Records is, it will be ten years old actually this uh, this summer. Um, so big ups to Barry Taylor, and uh, it, of course it's hilarious that I was one of the first people signed to Comedy Records, and uh, one of the last uh, took me the full run of the record label to release my first album. So <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't pick up any of those checks that people have been picking up from their albums, man. <laughs> but I mean, was that like, obviously, this is something that you've put a lot of love into and a lot of thought into. I mean, you've honed this for a long time because, I mean, you've been at, yeah, you've been at this for a decade now. You've been with Comedy Records since the beginning. We've all seen you on festivals. We've all seen you doing clubs since, I mean, I got to this city a decade ago. I, I mean, you were you were around here before I was. You really, realistically, you could have done this album. You had the pedigree to do this a long time ago. I think it says something that you took the time to sort of make sure you wanted this thing to be exactly what it was before you floated it out there. I think a lot of people now, I hate to say they rush into it, but I think a lot of people do. Some people are doing stand-up for six months, and then they put this, they record something and float it out there. Oh, absolutely. I, I made it a point. Like I wanted to be a headliner and headline for a few years to figure out what I'm doing before I had the audacity to be like, Hey, here's my album, pay for it and listen to my thoughts. Uh, I, I think that's cheating a lot of people. Um, and I'm happy I waited. Uh, so it's all working out. Uh, if the world ends, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad I, got it out. <laughs> I'm glad I got it out. Well, and I mean, we were, and I was talking to Chris Robinson about this earlier in the show, who's sort of part of, I guess, you know, the same generation of comics as, as you in a way, but mm-hmm. it sounds, it sounds old school to say, but I, I think everything happens so immediately now before COVID, of course, but everything happens so immediately now where it's like, it's so easy to produce your own live show at some venue, especially in a city here like Toronto. It's so easy to record something and float it out on the internet. Those those old days of like checking out good indie shows and meeting the bookers and watching the show first before you try and get on stage, those days are sort of gone. And I think you're part of that generation of comics that's like in the middle of the old school guys and the brand new comics who just want everything right now immediately. A hundred percent. I I am in the in the middle. I'm not the I'm not the young guy. I'm not the old guy. I'm just I'm just the guy in the middle, man. And and to me, the most important thing has always been be a very good stand up comedian. And that's the only thing I'm working on. That's the only thing I care about. Could care less about TikTok and all this other nonsense. <laughs> I want to be a good 
flipping comedian, man. I like that you said flipping. And also you just wiped out our last two months of COVID guests with, <laughs> with the TikTok diss. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, I, I really, I respect and love the fact that you, again, you could have done this album ages ago. And for a reason you chose not to, you just wanted to go headline, work your way up through the system, work the clubs, work the festivals, and then release something that you're proud of. And I think when people listen to this thing, that's going to speak for itself. And there's no better time than right now because everybody's at home sitting on their ass looking for content to listen to. Absolutely. Go uh, run up my check, folks, please. Credelson. <laughs> uh, so people, of course, they can find it on comedyrecords.ca. Where else can people find I'll Be Fine? Uh, at nickreynoldson.com, uh, at Nick Reynoldson on all the platforms, and it's available Google Play, Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your music, it's there. Awesome. Nick, thank you so much, buddy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You guys stay safe. You stay safe, and people go out, listen to I'll Be Fine, and as soon as shows do come back, make sure you check out Nick live on stage and a lot of the comics on that Comedy Records roster because some of the best are right here in Toronto. And we're all just waiting for them to get back to doing what they do. Stay safe, buddy. And we're going to hear a little bit of your stand-up coming up at the end of the show here. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thank you again to all our guests tonight. Chris Robinson, John Paul, Mick Reynoldson. You can check out all of their albums online right now on all of the platforms. And, of course, John Paul's Minority Report on Zoom. See, like I told you, Canadian comics are keeping busy right now and cranking out all kinds of content to keep us through this thing until we can go out and see them live on stage again. That's our show. You can tune into us every Sunday night right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, you can listen to all of our shows, season four, right back to the beginning on Global News Online. That's our show. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy RX. This week featuring Nick Reynoldson. What's up, guys? Uh, listen, I know I look like SiriusXM sponsored a child. I understand that. <laughs> Let's get that out the way. Like, I look like I came with the venue. You know what I mean? Like, like, like when they signed the lease, like, by the way, there's a kid in the basement. You got to feed him. And I come out nighttime and I clean it. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I know I look f***ed up. Uh, so, <laughs> some of you guys look f***ed up, too. You know what I mean? Oh, do you think we're all tens here in this basement? Is that what we thought? Good for you guys. I admire your confidence. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.